Chapter Thirty Seven of Six Months in Mexico by Nellie Bly. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by James K. White, Chula Vista. Princess Josefa de Turbide. I cannot close this little book without speaking of one of the most remarkable and brilliant women in Mexico, the only daughter of the emperor. After the execution of the emperor, the family came to the States and settled in Philadelphia. Josefa was sent to Georgetown to receive an English education, and she yet retains a love for America and its people. When Maximilian entered Mexico, he restored the titles to the Iturbide family and invited the cultured princess to become a member of his imperial household. Subsequently, Emperor Maximilian adopted Agustin Iturbide, grandson of the late emperor, and appointed the princess Josefa guardian of the prince imperial. Maximilian soon recognized the wonderful executive abilities of the princess, and he consulted her on momentous occasions. Had he taken her advice, I doubt not that Mexico would have had an empire today. After the fall of Maximilian, Mrs. Iturbide, formerly Alice Green of Washington, D.C., claimed and recovered her son, who had been temporarily heir presumptive to the throne of Mexico. The princess Josefa went to the court of Austria, Nine years ago, she returned to Mexico, where she lives in seclusion. She is one of the loveliest women in every respect I ever met. Her rooms at the Hotel Humboldt are plain, but contain many little mementos of former glory. The pictures and busts of the unfortunate emperor and empress occupy prominent positions. Carlotta was only 23 years old when she came to Mexico, said the princess. She was a beautiful girl, with a creamy complexion, dark eyes, and hair. She worshipped her young husband as he did her, and she was ambitious for his sake. What a sad fate was theirs. The princess then showed me five letters she had received from Carlotta, written in English, after the emperor's death. They gave no evidence of her insanity. The princess has never received any recompense for the land which the government took from her father, and even a pension due her, which now amounts to some hundred thousands, has never been paid. She receives many promises from Diaz, but never the money. The worst things the Mexicans ever did for themselves was to shoot Maximilian. They have never had one quarter so good government since. They had sworn good faith to the emperor, and said if he sent part of the French army back, they would support him. He believed them, and when he found that they were dishonest, he applied to Napoleon for aid. When he received no answer, the empress, eager to save her noble husband, started to beg Napoleon, personally, for help, much against the wish of Maximilian. The Republican powers getting too strong for the emperor, some advised him to seek refuge until things grew calmer. The refuge, he sought, was the prison they had prepared for him. He walked into it, and he never came forth until the day he was shot. His bosom friend Lopez, whom the emperor had enriched, had made a general, and entrusted him with all his secrets, betrayed him to his enemies. On June 19, 1867, Maximilian and his brave comrades, Miramon and Mejia, were led forth to a little hill near Queretaro and shot. Maximilian's last words were, Poor Carlotta. Three little black crosses now mark the spot where those noble men died. End of chapter 37 Recording by James K. White, Chula Vista End of Six Months in Mexico by Nellie Bly